Hello again, I'm Jan Baker. Thanks for joining us on Heart and Soul today, where once again we'll play the music of the church throughout the ages, from hymns and songs of old to some of the latest offerings of praise and worship, from major choirs to solo and group melodies. A variety of music on Heart and Soul. today's Heart and Soul, we're going to devote the entire musical part of the program to present hymns and songs associated with the ministry of Billy Graham Crusades. In this program you will hear all of your favourites, George Beverly Shea, Cliff Barrows and Ted Smith on piano, singers who have ministered at the Crusade rallies as well as some of the great choirs of the Crusade meetings. David will be along later with a word for today as well. Let's start with the 1991 Scotland Crusade Choir and the Fanny Crosby song, Blessed Assurance. Him at his promise, don't run away and hide. It is no secret what God can do, 
what he's done for others, he will do for you. crusade without the singing of George Beverly Shea. At one time a radio announcer, he became a lifelong integral part of the team and we hear him again throughout the program. Another ministry is the wonderful keyboard of Ted Smith. Here's Ted with his version of the hymn, O God Our Help in Ages Past. and soul. And now three of them together. The first, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Listen to it and then sing it with us now. Here we go. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the wealth in every barn. He owns the rivers and the rocks and rills, the sun and stars that shine. Wonderful riches for the tongue can tell. He is my father.
I'm sure you recognise Cliff Barrows in there with that wonderful old medley of songs. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Lord, keep your hand on me and isn't he wonderful? After the break, we'll take a track from a special album released by Brentwood Music as a musical tribute to the Crusades. Remember some of the great movies that Billy Graham Association brought out with the Crusades as a backdrop? This is Heart and Soul. With the Lord as my shepherd, I have all that I need. For if I follow in his steps, wherever he may lead, he will guard and guide and keep me in his loving, watchful care. And when traveling in dark valleys, my shepherd will be there. His goodness is unfailing. His kindness knows no end. For the Lord is a good shepherd on whom I can depend. So when my heart is troubled, I'll find comfort from the Lord when I open up the Bible and read and heed his treasured word. The voice of Cliff Barrows, choir conductor and leader of the meetings. Here's Cliff in this program of sounds from Billy Graham Ministry leading the Mission 89 Choir with, well, let's just let him announce it himself. We've tried to combine during this Mission 89 experience some of the old and some of the new. And of course, when you come to the older songs that have such great meaning, none is more loved, I believe, than And Can It Be. One of Charles Wesley's great hymns. Let's stand and sing it together, shall we please? I'm sure most of you know it all the way around on the Live Link areas here in Earl's Court. You folks in Africa, whatever you are, you know this wonderful song. Let's sing it together. Here we go.
rather be his than have riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or lands. I'd rather be led by his nail pierced hand than to be From a very special album, a musical tribute, George Beverly Shea with the orchestra of the man who was used so much in the long list of Billy Graham films, orchestra leader Ralph Carmichael. Do you remember some of the titles of those films? The Restless Ones, His Land, which starred Cliff Richard. For Pete's sake, and The Shadow of the Boomerang, based on Australian crusades as well as a host of others. All of these films have their own special songs. Cliff Richard also stood on the crusade platforms with his faith in Christ never hidden. Here's Cliff with his version of the Graham Kendrick song Shine Jesus Shine with the All Souls Orchestra. Into your radiance By the blood I may enter your 
touch me, try me, consume all my darkness, shine on me, shine on me, shine, Jesus, shine, fill this land with the Father's glory, play spirit, and soul. again with Victory in Jesus on Heart and Soul. David will be along shortly with a word for today. Stay tuned. Heart and Soul, your weekly program of the music of the church throughout the ages. Welcome back to Heart and Soul. I'm Jan Baker. Now before David speaks to us, let's hear Cliff Barrows and the choir with a medley featuring All Together Lovely and All My Sins Are Gone. Now a couple that are a favourite, All Together Lovely, number one.
Now here's our regular heart and soul speaker, the Reverend David Evans. David? The Billy Graham Crusades were a 1950s and 60s phenomenon. Here in Australia, starting with the first crusade in 1959, it had a big impact on the wider community. Stuart Piggin has written, 3.25 million people attended the crusade and 1.24% of the entire population accepted his invitation to come to Christ. You can also work out that lots of the people who came to his crusade had not been associated with churches before that because the numbers of people who went to church after the Billy Graham crusade increased dramatically, unquote. What were the hallmarks of the preaching of these crusades? Why were so many people's lives changed and new ministries born and raised up for many years after the crusades? In the 60s to the 80s in Australia, we had many men and women who entered various kinds of ministries with a zeal for Christ. I can personally remember the one thing for me that stood out in the preaching of Billy Graham and others who followed his example later. Continuously throughout his message, the crusader cried out the words, The Bible says. Why did he so often use these words? The Apostle Paul, writing to the young ministering elder of Ephesus, Timothy, made a great emphasis on the veracity of the scriptures as the sole court of appeal and teaching to make one wise. In chapter 3 of 2 Timothy, from verse 14, Paul said this, and I read from the Message Bible, Stick with what you learned and believed, sure of the integrity of your teachers. Why? You took in the sacred scriptures with your mother's milk. There's nothing like the written word of God for showing you the way to salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Every part of scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the Word, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks God has for us. There has never been another book that has been continuously a world bestseller, nor a book so criticized and despised down through the centuries. Any other book that had been subject to so many attempts to destroy it or malign it would have faded away ages ago. But down through several millennia, the books of the Bible have been assembled, protected, and the means of bringing revelation about the God we worship and His precious Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Apart from the history of the books of the Bible being brought together, the need for it to be read in the various languages of the peoples of the world has been a mammoth task for translators spending many years among people groups to first learn their languages and translate the Bible into those languages. We are grateful to the work of the various Bible societies in this task. The history of our English Bible is coloured by the blood of many martyrs, the man known as the Morning Star of the Reformation, John Wycliffe, Martin Luther and others who hazarded their lives to unlock the scriptures from its languages of Greek and Hebrew and then later Latin has meant that anyone can read the book and discover the Christ of the book. The attacks against the Bible have not all come from outside the church. Much of the shame attached to our present-day lack of respect for the Bible and the God of the Bible is because large numbers of those who have claimed to be his have succumbed to the designs of the enemy of the Bible and undermined its authority by denying and endeavouring to explain away some of its wonderful teaching. The world has a right to say, if those who are part of the established church cannot accept the Bible, why should we? If we who claim to belong to the Lord become part of those who question the truth about any part of this wonderful book which has been the means of changing millions of lives and producing many living miracles, how can we expect to see the results seen in so many moves of the Holy Spirit down through the centuries? The Crusades projected no such uncertainty about the authority of the Bible and for this reason the thousands who came to Christ did so not because of a good preacher but good preaching based on a faith in the inerrant Word of God. One of the major attacks on the veracity of the Scriptures was the conclusion many came to because men began to question the truth of the very foundation of Scripture, the creation account in the book of Genesis. If this could be successfully removed from the Scriptures, it would bring great uncertainty to the veracity and authority of the rest of Scriptures. If you can't believe the foundations, if you can't believe the beginning of the book, then why should you believe the rest? 
Though it is being touted as just fiction, the huge success of a book like The Da Vinci Code, which gathers information from ancient books that undermine the character of Jesus as portrayed in the Gospels, and which attacks the major identity of Jesus in the Scriptures as the Son of God, leave many bewildered. Why? Because these attacks have one goal in mind, and this agenda is not so much being driven by men, but by the evil one. This goal is to deny that the Bible is the written Word of God and that Jesus is the living Word of God. When you consider that God has put so great a store on His Word, the Bible, that the psalmist wrote under the inspiration of God these words in Psalm 138 verse 2, For you have magnified your Word above all your name. Now we know how zealous the Lord is about his name. In fact, one of the Ten Commandments deals specifically about not taking his name in vain. If his name is so holy, and he has said that he has set his word above even his name, does it not stand to reason that God takes a dim view of those who add or subtract or deny even a part of his word? When the word of God is believed and honored and preached that way, God's Spirit is pleased to oversee the fulfillment of it, whether it be for a nation or for you, my friend, as an individual. One of the main purposes of the Bible is that it reveals Jesus, the living Word, to us. John begins his Gospel with the words, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. As we continue reading John 1, we find out that the identity of that word is Jesus. He is the living embodiment of the word of God. Now a word has a meaning. The meaning of the living word of God, Jesus, is simply this. God with us. Yes, you heard it. God with us. God who is a spirit, taking on a human body and coming and residing with us. Jesus said virtually, if you want to know what the Father is like, then look at me. I have come to reveal him. There's no other way you are going to know the Father than through his Son, Jesus. I and many of my fellow ministers will not back down on John chapter 14 and verse 6, which clearly says, Jesus said, I am the way, not a way, the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Let that word be clearly spoken out over the radio waves today. Jesus is the way, the only way to the Father. On one occasion, Jesus said to the Pharisees, You search the Scriptures, the Bible, and in them you think you have eternal life. But he went on to say that the written word revealed truth about him, the living word. No wonder there is power in the Bible. It was inspired by God. It is guaranteed by God. And when you believe it enough to put it into action in your life, big things from heaven happen in your life. Over and over again in the Billy Graham Crusades, you heard the phrase, the Bible says. And over and over again, you saw lives changed forever. Disregard those churchmen and theologians who give you reasons not to believe portions of it. All they have is man's mind on the matter. Their liberal thinking has grieved and driven away the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit operates His power where people believe the Bible. No wonder we can walk our cities and towns and see church buildings which formerly housed the glory of God now shut or turned into restaurants or museums because people went to those places originally with a profound faith in a powerful God who spoke through His Word. And they gave by faith, and they built those magnificent sanctuaries, and those sanctuaries were filled with the glory of God, because the Word of God was believed and preached. Listen, it's time for true believers to turn all this around and come back to the Bible as the written Word of God. It is life-giving and powerful. It is the sword of the Spirit, and it will save your soul. Get that Word of God in your mouth and in your heart, and you will turn this nation and your neighborhood back to God. The Bible says, yes, it sure does. Billy believed it. God came through. What about you? Begin reading it every day 
and pray it into your life. That same word which created the universe, this world, will revolutionize your life because you will begin to speak it. And when the word of God is spoken, it creates, it changes, it blesses. May God bless you today. And calm the angry sea. He alone decides who writes a symphony. He lights every star that makes our darkness bright. He keeps watch all through each long and lonely night. He still finds the time to hear a child's first prayer. Saint or sinner call and always find him there. Though it makes him sad to see the way we've lived, he's always ready to forgive. He can grab a wish or make a dream come true. He can paint the clouds and turn the gray. Find the rainbow's end. He alone can see what lies beyond the pen. He can touch a tree and turn the leaves to gold. He knows every line that you and I have told. Him sad to see the way we've lived. He's always ready. This is Heart and Soul, the music of the church throughout the ages. And 
singers who was heavily influenced by and assisted in the ministry of Billy Graham was the African-American Ethel Waters. She appears in his films and on the platforms at meetings. Her famous song was His Eye is on the Sparrow and you've heard it on Heart and Soul. Bringing you the inspiration of Christian hymns and song. Heart and Soul. Another name associated with crusade platforms was Evie, originally known as Evie Tornquist, now Carlson. She has delighted many with her voice. Here she is with her version of the wonderful old hymn, I Come to the Garden Alone. Tell me. 
One sat alone beside the highway begging His eyes were blind, the light he could not see He clutched his rags and shivered in the shadows Then Jesus came and bade his darkness when Jesus comes, the tempter's power is broken. When Jesus comes, the tears are wiped away. He takes the gloom and fills a life with glory. For all is changed when Jesus comes. When Jesus comes, the tempter's power is broken. When Jesus comes, the tears are wiped all away. He takes the gloom and fills a life with glory. Jesus comes to stay. George Beverly Shea with When Jesus Came. This is Heart and Soul and we're playing the songs from the Crusades. I'm Jan Baker. Here's Cliff Barrows again with a very special medley of songs. This time the songs are Surely Goodness and Mercy, one of my personal favourites, and His Name is Wonderful. Another contemporary Christian singer who has been associated with the Crusades is Michael W. Smith. Here's Michael with his fabulous song, Friends. In the f- 
the hopes he's granted means a chapter in your life is through. But we'll keep you close as always. If only you'd see you've gone. Cause our hearts in big and small ways will keep the love that keeps us strong.
many crowns, the Scotland Crusade Choir, and that ends our journey with the Crusade music. Our speaker was the Reverend David Evans. If you've been blessed by heart and soul, why not drop us a line? Our email address is heartandsoulmusic at bigpond.com. We have a website. It's heartandsoul.org.au. Or you might like to write to this radio station in appreciation for them bringing us to you. Heart and Soul is an Australian program. 